how to start? Well, you know, it's just writing. I mean, here's something important to remember about dialogue. Every word matters. No, it doesn't. They're modern. I want to go to this place that I think it needs to go to. The only thing that counts is what you see on the screen. I will write like four or five, six hours a day. And it will be a voice made of ink and rage. Okay, I'm, re I'm really glad you asked me that question. Welcome to the Creative Principles Podcast. I'm your host, Brock Swinson. Over the past 200-plus episodes, I've had the good fortune of speaking with dozens of screenwriters, actors, and directors, such as Aaron Sorkin, Mel Brooks, Carrie Fukunaga, Whitney Cummings, Michael Imperioli, and William Monaghan, among others. We've dissected ideas on story, character, filmmaking, habits, and various principles for creative life. If this is your first time listening, make sure to hit that subscribe button on iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also find several of these interviews on the Creative Screenwriting Magazine website, in addition to some that aren't available in audio, such as with Nick Kroll or Stephen Merchant. In addition to the podcast, also make sure to search for the new video essay series on YouTube, also called Creative Principles, where we take a deep dive into movies and television. Join millions of viewers for subjects like the 16 personalities expressed as characters, Did Home Alone, Rowan John Hughes' Career, The Greatest Movie Never Made, and How Jackie Chan Creates Perfection Through Failure, among many more. That's Creative Principles on YouTube. For the bulk of Cheryl Guerrero's life, she was involved heavily with sports. She was a national lacrosse champion, then worked for a sports agent and then a sports apparel company. Despite this success, she felt unfulfilled and wanted to move back to her true passion, writing. She got the idea for Palmer in 2007. The description reads, an ex-convict, played by Justin Timberlake, strikes up a friendship with a boy from a troubled home. Since the initial concept, however, there's been a many ups and downs to get the movie made. In this interview, the screenwriter talks about the importance of perseverance as a writer, why Palmer was a God-inspired script, how to sell a personal story, and how stamina can beat rejection. Look for the print version of this interview on Creative Screenwriting's website. You'll also find my interview with the director of Palmer, Fisher Stevens, coming soon. Well, actually, I started out writing screenplays, and, and probably because, uh, well, I should say I've always, as a kid, I always loved movies, and I was always a pretty uh, creative kid. I loved art, um, but I was also incredibly athletic. So in college, that took up a lot of my time. After college, it took up a lot of my time. I worked for a sports agent. I worked for uh, a sports apparel company. We used to outfit NFL teams, and... Um, which kind of ruined my love temporarily for watching football. But I, the, the truth is I was just um, unfulfilled. I was kind of depressed. I didn't like what I was doing. And I had an idea for a movie. Um, and I just started reading books because I didn't study in college. I, you know, and I had a couple jobs after college. But I just started reading scripts, started uh, reading books on how to write scripts, started watching movies and, you know, I'd see, okay, this happened 30 minutes, this happened 60 minutes, and I just kept writing and writing and writing and writing and writing and writing. And um, the first thing I wrote, um, I just, you know, I would, I guess you could say cold call and, and just as, you know, try to get people to read. And um, 
it ended up on the desk of an agent. He liked my writing, but didn't take me on. His assistant moved to a company that made films and all of a sudden my phone rings and he's like, I'd like to option this script. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how that started. Um, and you know, I, and then I just kept, I was getting a lot of scripts options and, um, my first film that got made was uh, called National Lampoon's Pledge to This. And um, <laughs> when I watched Palmer, I cried from tears of joy. When I watched Pledge to This, I cried because it was just so bad. <laughs> um, and I mean, yeah, that was, but, you know, I, I'm grateful for the experience, uh, even though, you know, the, the first one didn't do for my career what I had hoped. But um, it was... A producer had read my writing. Um, he met with me. I pitched it. I actually pitched it with. Uh, I pitched it. And I wrote it with one of my friends from back home, um, who had been voted most likely to succeed. We're still friends. She's really brilliant and funny, and um, so she was voted that. I was actually voted funniest in high school. And our joke with that film is that it was neither funny nor successful. <laughs> Um, in fact, in fact, I love to tell the story. In fact, in the screening of the movie, uh, one kind movie goer yelled out, this movie fucking sucks. <laughs> and, um, you know, it was like, I just sunk down to blow my seat. Um, and let's just say the second one was better than the first. I had a second film made. It was, uh, it's called hunting season. And, you know, that script had been kicking around for a while. And, um, you know, I had fans of my writing and a producer uh, made it. And um, when I saw it, I was like, all right, this is good. I could see this, uh, I could see this um, on Lifetime or or Cinemax. And it actually ended up on Lifetime and Cinemax and other places throughout the world. And, um, you know, I've had some, then I've gotten some writing assignments. And, but I should say I wrote Palmer um, I wrote Palmer, first got the idea for it uh, in 2007. And uh, so it's been a journey. Like I, my second film got made in between. Um, I've had other writing assignments and, and that in itself was a, that, that was a, a journey. Um, do you want me to keep talking about it? Or? <laughs> that, that's good. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll pull a, I'll pull a few things from there. Okay. I, actually, um, okay. I, I spoke with Fisher Stevens last week, and he told me to ask you a little bit about the journey. Like, what, what is it like in terms of the, the diligence that goes into selling a screenplay and getting a movie made? Tell me a little bit about, about your maybe your mental process and you know that, that grind you kind of go through. Oh, yeah. I pray a lot. <laughs> I pray a lot. Um, and I don't pray. I, my God isn't a Santa Claus. It's, it's more for guidance. And, and I truly believe um, uh, Palmer was a God-inspired script for me. And there were things that had happened in my life and, and pretty much every part of that film, anything you see is something that came from a personal part of my life or someone that I had known intimately. And it's perseverance and patience. Um, And with, uh, God, what goes into it? I mean, it's highs and lows in between, um, you know, I'm at a place in my career where I'm really, really happy. Um, And throughout those other two films, um, intermittently I had uh, assistant jobs, which I'm very grateful for, um, because they help pay the bills. 
And I was very grateful for every time I got fired from an assistant job. <laughs> and because um, it just led me where I needed to be. Um, and yeah, so for anyone who's in a job that they don't want to be in or that's sucking your soul, I, I hope that you get fired. Um, because uh, actually I was working at a company in New Line Cinema in New York and my boss was like, it's time for you to leave the nest and he fired me. Um, I'm still friends with him today, but that pushed me to move out to LA and there's things I ended up getting sober in LA and, and that's what led me to wanting to write a character like Palmer because I was around men who through their alcoholism and drug addiction had ended up in prison and I was around them and seeing them change their lives and, um, it's pretty miraculous. Um, but you know, I've written so many God, with Palmer, um, I first wrote a draft in 2007. Um, I've had, I mean, I could just go go on and on um, about uh, different people that have, it's like dating and it's like marriages. I've had marriages, divorces, foreclosures, dog run away. Um, and there have been different, uh, you know, it's like dating. And, um, and then I met, uh, Fisher in 2016, um, prior to him, there was a, there was a female director I'd been working with a little bit and then she kind of, uh, I don't know, should I say she ghosted me? Um, <laughs> I, I have a lot of, you know, but she just kind of, I'm like, we were working together and then she went on to another project prior to her. There was another, uh, male director who I really, uh, love and, and he had said to me, you know, Cheryl, I have your project and another and whichever one gets the money first, I'm going to go with that one. And it was the other project. And, and I'll tell you, I'm very grateful for the money that fell through. I'm grateful for this project, uh, was supposed to, we were supposed to make it in 2000, what was it? God, 2018 and the money fell through. And then 2019 rolled around and that's when, um, the script was given to Justin. Um, and, you know, I mean, I've, in 2007, I participated in, I finished the script and, I, and I'll share this. There was a, at the time I didn't have a, a manager. Um, and I was talking to someone that a friend had put me in touch with and he goes, Oh, Cheryl, I hear, I hear good things about you. What are you working on? And I was in my first act of Palmer. So I tell him the story, I tell him about Palmer, Sam, Vivian, Shelley, everything, you know, principal Forbes. And he goes through the phone. He goes, no, 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 no. Don't write that. Don't write that. Mm. He goes, write something with a twist. Write something with a twist. <laughs> and he goes on to tell me about his client's movie that was opening that Friday. And he goes, um, do you see the twist? I said, yeah, I see the twist. And he gives me his email. And he goes, okay, send me a bunch of ideas. And, and I got off the phone with him. And um, I knew two things. And I knew one. Quite simply, he was not the manager for me. And two, uh, more, more, or most importantly, there was no doubt in my mind. I'm like, I am writing Palmer. And um, I wrote it. I finished it. And the first people I sent it to was Film Independent. And uh, Josh Wells over there read it. And he goes, I love your script. And that just, you know, was very gratifying. Um, and FYI, that manager's client opened. <laughs> on like 3,500 screens when you can actually go to the theater and it bombed. So, um, no one, you know, my feeling is no, it's just, I just, you know, my feeling is, is I trust my gut and I go with my gut. And to me, the twist is it's a, it was a good story. So it's gratifying 
to see other people feel that same way. And my current manager, um, I remember when he read the script, he read the script in 2016, and uh, I was on a hike in Runyon, and he calls me, and uh, he goes, Cheryl, it's Marcus. Uh, he, he goes, uh, and I don't know if he liked it or not, and he goes, you made me cry three times. And I'm like, this is the guy for me. And, um, you know, we met, and, and uh, the script had never really been sent out wide in, in the industry. And he goes, how come this hasn't been sent out wide? And uh, I had a manager before him, and it had been optioned, and nothing happened with it. And he sent it out wide, and um, and it ended up getting on the blacklist. And um, then eventually, you know, there were there was that the female director, and then she uh, she ghosted me, and then <laughs> that's like my dating life. Um, <laughs> I like the unavailable rock. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, that's changing. But um, but then I met Fisher, and uh, like, and I immediately. You know, I laughed because I, I knew some things about Fisher, and I knew he had won an Academy Award. I, I knew I was familiar with his work as a director, his documentary work, his narrative work as an actor. But my uh, thing that I love most about him is that he was uh, once engaged to Michelle Pfeiffer, and I'm like, that just, I'm like, I, I need to find out how that happened. <laughs> but um, the truth is, is I actually never had to ask him because I understood. He's just... He's a very likable guy. Um, it was we were very. It was a very collaborative process. Um, we did go through the script together, um, you know, with his director eye, and and I love that. You know, it's like you don't want to change anything; you just want to enhance things. Um, and then when we were getting into production, he's calling me. He's like, you know, Cheryl, we got to, we can't do a fair. We don't have a budget for a fair. So we need a, we put in a bowling alley. I'm like, got it. Put in a bowling alley. And, um, you know, we had a lot of budget restrictions. Um, things had to move around to, you know, we shot this, it, it was shot in 25 days. And, um, you know, the money we had to shoot it, I mean, you know, guys like Nolan, you know, they, they shoot five million, six million in, in, in a, you know, in a day. We had that to shoot, you know, 25 days. Um, so, yeah, but um, Sam, casting Sam was also incredibly crucial. You know, anyone who ever read my script, I'd hear, you know, really, you got to, you know, cast in this kid. And some people would get scared. And I just had faith. I'm like, there will be a kid out there that's supposed to be Sam. And I just, because, again, I, I truly believe this was a God-inspired um, script. It, 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 the flow was, you know, there's some scenes that, that haven't changed that from, you know, day one that I wrote. Um, and uh, so... We're on the journey of finding a kid, and, um, you know, Fisher likes to take credit for Ryder, but I'm going to take credit for Ryder because I'm like, this kid, uh, there was a chemistry read, and, and Fisher's just awesome. Like, he had me in the chemistry reads, he had me in location scouts, and the minute Ryder walked in, I'm like, this is Sam. I'm like, this mm. is Sam. He was seven, he was innocent, he, he was, you know, Ryder's precocious, he's He's confident, um, he's likable, he's sweet, and him and, you know, seeing him with Justin, uh, they did the root beer float scene together, and I was just like, this, this is Sam. 
Uh, here you have this like man and this rugged guy and this little innocent boy. So, and, and our, you know, the joke is, is Ryder wasn't even born yet when I, you know, first wrote the script. And, 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 and I'll say that um, it's interesting because I don't think Fisher, Fisher has two young kids too. And, you know, Justin obviously has two young kids and, and I think it speaks, it, and my manager at the time was expecting his first child. So I found that um, men that were becoming dads or dads really responded emotionally to the script because it is about, you know, it, it's about love, acceptance, and, and, and being a parent and, and second chances. And, um, you know, Palmer, uh, you know, this is probably the last thing he ever saw in his life happening is that he would end up um, with this kid and fighting for this kid and and falling, you know, in love, like you know, as a father for this uh, young boy. Um, so yeah. Hmm. Let me take you back. So those some of those business relationships that didn't work out. Obviously, there's mm. like the path of like the <laughs> you know the high concept studio ideas or the more personal stories. Mm. Do you have any advice for pitching the personal stories? Are you, are you describing the human element in a, in a cold email or however you're making that first contact? What are some of the things you're saying to get them to read a story like this? God, I'm, I, you know, the truth is, is I'm, I'm horrible at kind of pitching my story. Some are easier than others. Like, you know, my first script, a husband hires a younger man to test his wife's faithfulness. Hmm. You know, that's pretty easy. Um, my girl gang script that I wrote into a book, you know, a teenage girl inf infiltrates a gang in order to get revenge. Uh, you know, for, for the girls who murdered her sister. And then I'll mention like Donnie Brosco or whatever, set it all movies that are similar um, from the past. Uh, with Palmer, you know, I mean, that's probably why that, you know, the manager, that first guy was like, ow, ow, ow. <laughs> um, but I just, you know, I just knew him. And look, I had a, a TV spec pilot of me and met with a producer and he goes, ah, and I'm telling him about it. He's like, yeah, I don't know. Sure, sure. I don't know. And I said, well, why don't you just read it? So he reads it and he, he goes, this is great. And so sometimes I think you just need to, you know, I'm not always the best, best at pitching myself, giving the log line. Like if you read the log line for Palmer, um, there's, so, there's been so many different log lines, but it really, it's a strong character piece. So, yeah, these are harder movies to get made, like uh, Can You Ever Forgive Me, uh, Moonlight, Silver Linings Playbook. I mean, I'm not, you know, uh, who, 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 who can I uh, compare myself? Who, who made Silver Linings Playbook? Um, uh, David Russell. Yeah. yeah, so he, he could do anything, um, right. you know, and, and or, you know, Tarantino or Martin Scorsese can or, you know, they can they can write a script that's 200 pages. Um, and God bless. Uh, you know, I, I don't you know, there. How do I say this? There was a producer and I just like the movie. Um, he produced a movie, I think, with his partners called Cake. And it had Jennifer mm -hmm. Aniston in it. And I, I, I really liked it. And I found his email and I sent it to him. And he read, he, he read Palmer. And he, he, he really liked it. His partner, who's a director, wanted to do something maybe bigger. But he's like, the door's always open. So it's it just like I'm someone I'm willing to take. 
I just feel like you have to, like, I'll step up to bat. I'll swing as hard as I can, and I'm okay if I strike out. You know, I prefer to hit the ball over the fence and get a home run or, you know, but I just, my feeling is you can't be afraid. Like, I am not, it's like dating. I will walk across the room and ask you out because what's the worst that can happen? You say no, so what? There'll be someone else. And I, and I feel the same way, like, in this industry. Um, and that's just, that's been my personal journey, too. There are so many managers in this business. There are so many agents. There are so many producers. So what? I mean, I have stacks of emails that I've sent and I, I hold on to them like a badge of honor because, you know, thank God. And I'll just say, thank God, God made me an athlete first because it's just, it really is perseverance. And, um, and you know, if one manager says no, my feeling is next. If one agent says no, my feeling is next. If one producer says no, my feeling is next because this town is filled with them. And you know what? They turn over. And, and I just know for myself, I'm like, I have stamina. I have perseverance. Like, I'm, you know, I'm competing with myself. And um, so that's my feeling with anyone. It's like, it's, you know, look, there are those moments. I remember I had this assistant job. And it was very corporate. And it was during a time I was writing Palmer in between. I, I, you know, and I'm, I'm working for this. And he was lovely. He was, he was a lovely man, but he was a bit... It wasn't where I belonged, and he, he, I was working for a CFO, and I went in the bathroom and got on my knees, and my like, God, get me out of here. Because, you know, but I was willing, like, I don't, I think some people, here's my feeling. Um, it really is patience. It isn't, this none, nothing in my life has been on my time. Nothing. Everything, and I'm sorry for the atheists or agnostics, but uh, it's God's time. And, and I just, you know, I, I don't know. I, I find some people that have entitlement to when things should happen. And I look back at my first film and I'm, I'm glad it was horrible. I'm glad that the reviews were funnier than the movie. Like this movie will strangle your brain. It will make you dumb. I mean, and, and no offense to the to the lovely person who started it, it was not her fault. It was a mismanaged company, and you know I, that's just my feeling. It's just like I know what it's like. Um, you know, I was with, and I really like them. And I was with a, another management company. I don't know. I guess maybe it was five, six, actually six years or whatever with Palmer and. And again, I just feel like it's dating. I got to a point where it's just like, okay, how come this isn't being sent all around town? Mm-hmm. And how come it's not, you know, this is kind of a script that should maybe be considered for the blacklist, and, and that wasn't happening. And, and then I had a meeting. I remember they had a meeting with me and this actor who wanted to direct it. And he walked into the room, and I just knew immediately he doesn't see this the same way. He sees this as a revenge story. He sees this as a guy who gets out of prison and is looking to take revenge on people who put him in there. And I'm like, that's not Palmer. And, you know, they're like, oh, work with him, work with him. And, and, you know, I'm working with this guy. And he was hysterical. And he's a talented actor. But he tells me these stories. Yeah, I'm on set. And I keep changing the writer's dialogue. And I'm like, hey, I just changed another line. And I'm sitting there thinking, do you not realize you're sitting with the writer? And do you not realize you're not even like, you you don't have a contract, you know? And then there was, I don't want to, you know, it's just you go with your gut. And every time I got to, I'm like, this guy's going to ruin 
my film. He mm. does not see it the same way. There's a pivotal scene that Palmer does something. He goes into a bar and he beats up Daryl. And this guy's telling me, no, 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 he can't do that because he's an ex-con and he'll go back to prison. And I'm like, that is exactly why he does this. Because he loves this kid. And there is a consequence to his action. But he doesn't care because by now he loves Sam. And, um, you know, so... It, I walked out of that, and I, I remember calling my then managers. I'm like, I, I, there's no way. I'm like, no way. And I even tried talking to the guy. He was very um, dismissive of me. And I'm like, hmm, yeah, this isn't, you know, I'm, it's, it's just, you know, I moved on. And I'm like, I should direct this. And for a minute, I, I was attached to direct and did a lookbook. And, and then I just realized, like, there's someone better suited to direct this. And I, I didn't. You know, at that point, you know, I just didn't, um, yeah, I wanted someone else to helm this. Um, but my feeling in the industry, you know, look, I've had my low moments. I've had my high moments. Um, I'm just very, I, I say thank you, God, a lot. And, you know, for me, there are signs and I could send you something. Because I had one of these moments, um, let's just say I was comparing my insides to people's outsides. And I was at a party mm. and this person had just had their film made. And let's just say I was feeling sorry for myself. And so I go back to my friend's house who she, uh, you know, had this big, <laughs> whatever, mansion type house. And, and, and it's not about the prizes. Um, but I, I had to talk to Dot. I said, if you want me to quit, get off this path, and pick up cigarette butts off the street. I will do whatever the F you want me to do. And I, and I, I, I promise you, Brock, I was ready to, like, I'm done. Like, throw down the gauntlet. Like, I was done. And a week later, um, I got a card in the mail from my sister, and I'm looking at it now, and I have it. And uh, my sister didn't know I had this come-to-Jesus moment that I was ready to quit being a writer. And um, so I opened the card, and the first thing I see is patience. And it's about going after your dreams and hang hang in there. And it's just like, I believe in you. Love you, sis. Love you, Trey. And I called her and I was like, you don't understand. This card came at a moment when she goes and she said to me, she goes, Cher, I had no intention of getting you this card. She goes, I was in Target and something said to get it for you. And that's when I say, like, that's God, you know, and, um, don't mean, don't mean to be all God heavy on you, Brock. But I, I mean, so I I believe in in signs. I believe in direction. I believe in following my gut. Thank you for that. I've just got maybe one or two more. Um, anyway, so this character piece, and you're putting your yourself into this. What are your thoughts on like the first five or ten pages when you're sending something like this out there? Like, how do you display the character in the best way where if they do, you know, decide to read it, they're going to get the essence of what is this in the first few pages? Yeah. Um, here's the thing. I read a lot of scripts, and it's like movies. Uh, 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 well, with a movie, I can, I can usually know within the first five, ten minutes if I'm going to like it. And, and here's my litmus, litmus, if I can say it right, test, um, is I don't get bored with my, with, like, Palmer, I found myself being able to read it over and over and over and over, and it still held my attention. And um, there was a feel, a feel to it. So um, I just, to, to answer your question, um, 
I mean, I just felt very confident in, in the script and in the writing and that it felt very authentic because it was authentic. It came from, it, it came from honesty and I think, and vulnerability. And I think even when I meet people in the world, whenever anyone's honest or vulnerable, I just connect because I'm not trying to, I'm not faking it. It's real. And one of my uh, uh, high compliments is that, you know, I grew up in New Jersey and this isn't set in New Jersey and people that read it are like, are you from the South? And they think I'm from the South or writer's acting coach who grew up in, um, in Georgia when I first met her in Louisiana, she goes, you're not, you're not from the South. I'm like, no, I'm from New Jersey. And, and she grew up in, in Georgia. She goes, wow. And she just gave me, you know, such a, a lovely compliment because she goes, I swore you were from the South. <laughs> and then she pointed out, and then she pointed out that uh, there was a, there was a spelling error in the script. I'm like, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I just, you know, look, I read a lot of scripts and I know, you know, when I read Michael Clayton, it's just that's such a fantastic script. When I, you know, there's certain scripts that I read that it's just like I can keep reading over and over. And um, I'm not, I'm not saying Palmer is one, but for me, it, it, you know, I just was able to keep reading it, and it held my attention. Um, and I have like ADD, OCD, you know, I don't know, any, meeny, miny, mo, name it. Um, so. I just felt confident. I felt confident in my writing and in the feel of it. And um, look, I know sometimes, like, okay, like when you write, I think for any writer, like I know when I write something that feels good and when I write something, I'm like, ah, I could do better. Um, or, you know, maybe the next day passes and it's like, well, maybe that's not so good. Um, or, okay, that's better than I thought. Um, but yeah so with this i mean look there's other scripts i have that i could be like okay this needs this needs work but with palmer um yeah i mean for me the the hardest thing with palmer was the maggie hayes character um and was getting her right um but shell the other characters i just i just knew so well that um i had their voices um you know, I had their voices. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm just repeating myself, but it was something that still held my attention. Thank you for tuning into the show. If it's your first time listening, make sure to hit that subscribe button and visit my new website for information on the YouTube channel, the blog, the podcast, and my new book, Ink by the Barrel, which takes advice from these 200 plus interviews and more at writerfieldnotes.com. You'll see the link in the show notes. Thanks again.